This is the Intentional Disruption Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Demo. Today, I wanted to raise a question that might cause some thought, some consternation, but it's a very relevant conversation that I've had to have with quite a few folks in my veterans community, uh, the veteran entrepreneur space over the last few months. And I wanted to share what that question is as a starting point for you to make enhancements potentially inside of your business and to get a good feeler for where things stand. And the question that I've had come up a few times was whether you are a business owner or are you a highly compensated self-employed person? It sounds like very, very different things, but I've been in both shoes before and I wanted to delineate what I'm talking about and I'll talk about my first business as the example. But what was the impetus for this? See, I get a lot of questions inside the different Facebook groups and other places that I communicate with folks about their businesses. Makes sense. I do business consulting. People would ask. And sometimes it's a question of valuation if they're looking to do an exit or they have um, one of the ones today was they're looking to add a partner and what's the proper valuation for that. And the litmus test that I use, and there's a few different pieces and parts that go with it, but at the crux of the conversation are your systems. And the question that I ask is if you're not there, what happens to your business? And that is a really good test for whether you are a business owner or somebody that's a highly compensated self-employed person. And there's no shame or guilt with either side of that equation. In all fairness, my company, the Delta Enhancement Group, it's a highly compensated self-employed role. In my business, I am not currently replaceable. As things develop and parts and pieces are added, that will change over time. But where I stand right now, I fall into the latter category. So before we assume that this was some sort of a people are less than, greater than, equal to, or whatever those math uh, little characters were, it's really just an understanding without shame or guilt where we stand in the moment. And it becomes important when we're trying to figure out, for example, with a business that's looking to exit, the valuation. Um, So I've had a few people that are coming to me. They're doing a couple hundred thousand dollars a year in profit. They're looking to exit. And they want to know what their business is worth. And traditional math, just broad, broad strokes for a seasoned business, is two, three times what your earnings are, generally speaking. But just the other week, I 
received a referral for a business because they were up for sale for a couple of million dollars. And after they went through the due diligence process, the offer that came back was half of the agreed upon value. So let's say it's a $10 million valuation and the offer came back at five. That's a massive difference. And this is a company that in this one case had been around for many years, very well known in their space. But some of the systems were lacking and there was some questions as far as you know, how well the books are kept, things of that nature. But for the majority of businesses, one of the key things that cuts the value of a business is systems. As a part of the sale process, a lot of owners end up having to stay on for a couple of years to give consistency. So they might have sold the business, but they're still tied to the business for some time afterwards. And when I see that on, say, biz buy sell, owner will stay on for two years or whatever it is, that tells me that there's not systems in place. And I'm immediately looking at what the discount is going to be on that business. Because for many people, the owner is also holding about four different hats. They're doing some of the sales. They're doing some of the marketing. They're doing some of the billing, the outreach, name a thing, and they're a part of it in addition to being on the job site. Well, I'm not going to do all of those things, and most buyers are not going to do those things because otherwise they're just they're not buying a company, they're buying a job. So they're going to look for multiple people to replace that. And say you're doing $500,000 a year in net profit, well, if you have to bring on four people at, I don't know, $75,000, that's $350,000 out the door. And if I have to finance the company, that other $150,000 is probably going to go to debt service. So the deal might not make sense. And that's just something to consider as a part of why what I'm about to go through matters is you might not be in a position right now where you want to sell your business. And that's fine. Most of the people that I work with don't want to sell their businesses. But there's really not much of a difference between the well-run business that's pleasurable for you to show up to on a daily basis and the business that's ready for a high multiple exit. The reason being is the parts and pieces and systems in place to make both of those realities happen are pretty much identical. So going back to the original question, do you own a business or are you a highly compensated self-employed person? In my first business, I was the latter. And I have proof of that. When my grandpa passed away, just before you know he was in hospice care, I had to leave. I was a couple states away and come back to my hometown because he was the most important man in my life and I wanted to be there to spend some time with him. And I had assistant management, I had staff, I had salespeople, I had things. And I'd been in the process of training them 
so that they could do all the key functions of that particular business, recruiting, sales management, um, call handling on the reception side of the house. But when I was gone, sales dropped by about 50%, which tells me that I didn't necessarily have an effective business. Now, granted, I was in my 20s and I was still learning things, but this was the first time that I'd stepped away from my business. And I learned lessons about that. Some of them didn't get absorbed properly until later. Um, Initially, my thought was, well, I need to work more. I have to be there so things happen. And so many of the people that I work with are in that particular headspace where it's not going to happen if I'm not there to do it. And that's how I felt too at first. But it wasn't the best way for me to execute as a human, as a person. It helped my business results to be sure, but it didn't help me. And that is a lot of the shift that I bring to the clients that I work with is getting it so the systems are in place and we can get the great results that we're looking for without needing the owner to be part and parcel to everything that's happening inside of the business. So as you know, it's a new year and things are ramping up hopefully for you, take a look at your systems and processes to see where you on a very regular basis have influence and are active inside of it. And look for ways that there might be able to be delegation opportunities. Understand that the person that replaces you is probably not going to do it 100% the way that you do it. And that's okay. It's totally fine. An 80% solution that frees your time to do the bigger picture parts of the business, that's perfectly acceptable. It takes a little bit of forethought, a little bit of planning, you know, there's documentation of processes to make sure that everything operates efficiently. But it's something that within, say, six months, you can pretty readily hand off as long as you have the right people in the right seat. Um, if you're not sure about that process, I'd recommend a book called Traction by Gina Wickman. Uh, it's a fantastic book. Uh, it ties in the entrepreneur operating system. There's A lot of parts and pieces from the Scrum and Agile mindset and some Lean Six Sigma as well. Uh, So it's a very good how-to for operating an effective business. Um, I don't have a link that, you know, gets me kickbacks or anything like that. Buy it on Amazon. That's what I did. But there's things that you can do now to start to shift yourself from, again, between the two different groups, the business owner and the self-employed person that you can start to make that shift. And, you know, it's January as I record this. By the end of the year, you could very easily be well into the first category of being a business owner. It just takes intention and a disruption of the status quo. So that's what I have for you today. Uh, If you have any questions on either the book I just recommended or some of the processes that I take people through, I'm happy to set a call just to give you some information on how that all works. Uh, website, as always, growwithdelta.com. Uh, you can reach me on the social media platforms, Mike Demo, uh, pretty easy to find. And I look forward to the next time we get to connect. Thank you.